I like a variety of nuts. <laughs> I, I do. Welcome to episode 71 of Lunchtime in Rome. It is June 3rd, 2020. Uh, you got Eric, and we have Chris. Hey! And Jay. Well, hello. Welcome, guys. Welcome to the table. We invite uh, those of you who are not physically present with us to sit down at our table as well. Um, we do Facebook Live each, each week, so follow us on Facebook so you can get the notification when we go live and sit down at the table with us. And um, also, we are on all of your favorite podcast apps and uh, um, resources like Apple Music and Pocket Cast and Spotify. So you can sit down at the table with us uh, via those apps as well and join us each week as we talk about emotional needs and, uh, and whatnot. But um, first, I also want to mention that we have lunchtimeinroom.com where you can check out show notes from each episode to see um, anything that we reference on each episode we put in our show notes pretty much almost like almost everything um, much anything, as you care anything right anything <laughs> that we would find value in we post in in the show notes um, and you can also subscribe to our email which we also send notes out from the show um, to email as well and uh, you can also find all of our social media outlets at lunchtimeinrome.com. But if you are a new listener, we would love to tell you what this show is all about. So Jay, would you please give us a rundown of what Lunchtime in Rome is all about? No matter who you are, no matter where you go, no matter what stage of life you're in, the most common problem people face is being alone. And uh, that's the richest, the poorest, east, west, doesn't matter who you are. And the solution to that is in good, solid relationships where someone can come alongside you and join you in your emotion, not fix your emotion, not ignore your emotion, not criticize you for your emotion, and not make it all about them or stealing your story. Mm. And that is found in the Bible in Romans twelve fifteen, which says, rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. And so in so doing, people are like, okay, I'm not alone. I don't feel bad, or at least I don't feel bad by myself. So this podcast is focused on that. Romans twelve fifteen quarter after 12 in Rome, well, we'd be having lunch. And that's why we invite you to pull a chair up to the table, spend some time with us, and do what we would do if we were hanging out in Rome, which is talking about life. So for the first 20 minutes of the podcast, we talk about life. And with each other, we rejoice and we mourn. We model that behavior. The next 20 minutes, we try to give you a tip. Uh, a teaching, a way for you to not be alone, but also for you to help others not be alone. Because that's why we're here on this earth is to love one another and to really uh, come alongside people. The last 10 minutes, very often we throw all of that out the window when we go on <laughs> our do better and our can't do better segment. But really the goal in that is to look at both those who can do better and the impact them not doing better has on people's emotional needs and how it hurts people. And then the can't do better is celebrating when people have done just that. Yeah. So we will be talking about that as well tonight, but we always start off with just sort of giving a summary of what we're doing. We like to talk about food. Uh, it's not really, a f it's not a food 
podcast. It's not a religious podcast. It's not a self-help podcast. It's kind of all those things kind of podcast. So, Chris, what's up with you? Oh, it's been a good week. I mean, here we are entering June. It's still beautiful weather. It's still beautiful disc golfing weather. Oh, snap. So, and ball golf. <laughs> For those Oh, you mean real golf? No, they call it ball <laughs> hey, golf. I, I was people. scolded today by other people disc golfing when I called it real golf. They're like, ball golf, ball, <laughs> ball golf. <laughs> so, yeah, disc golfing as much as possible. Um, the wife and I had a nice little uh, date afternoon today. We drove up to Moraine State Park, which I think I told Jay this. Eric, I don't think you know this, but um, my wife, Amy, actually was looking up um, disc golf course rankings. Oh, and we found you know multiple. I think I looked at three. Um, there's probably more, but Moraine State Park, right up there. It's number one in the state. What is it, Moraine State? It's right up there. <laughs> oh, my man, <laughs> it is um, number one in the state. Yeah, it is. Wow, I one in the state. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's only an hour. Not even an hour away. Right. From us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It turns out they moved it. It's a lot closer than it used to be. <laughs> yeah, you say right me how long to Marine? About an hour, hour twenty. <laughs> I feel like as a kid, minutes. it's California. <laughs> yeah, same thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's like number eighteen in the world or something. It's it's kind of crazy. Wow, you think they yeah. would mow it? <laughs> well, funny you should say that because we went up there today and it was pristinely mowed. Uh, it was wonderful. I want to go back so bad. Yeah. How no. many discs do you think they find when they mow? Them? Right. Like, oh, they've yeah. Got to, we were up there less a than a week ago. Uh, Saturday. All of us sitting here, and um, yeah, we lost our discs like in the fairway. Yeah. Like it was not waste time. Great. One hole. It was the rough. Yeah. Fairway. Everything was the rough. Yeah. But no, today it was it was nice. No no lost discs. What'd you shoot? It was. Um, I don't even remember. It was it was a lot better than I did Saturday Ooh. because though I, my theory anyway, I I just lightened up. I just like let's get a loosey goosey kind of nice and easy motion going. He's trying for drops. <laughs> I am not. I really talk like that. <laughs> there, you double That's down. another one. <laughs> Um, Wait, so the, for those who are listening and those who hear this, we play the most absurd drop at the beginning, meaning it's an out of context, sound really weird thing. But if you stay on till after the music at the end, I think it is, uh, yeah. we play all the other. No, it's before random, the music. We have, we have one that we pick that we vote for. Right. That is the drop at the beginning of the show. All the drops at the end, you'll you'll hear... It could be two. It could be right. eight. It doesn't. It, and it, some people think the thing we do at the beginning is an outtake or something like that. No, it's it was said in context yes. in the podcast. You'll hear it again. And it's fun. Yeah. It's kind of a game where like you listen to it at the beginning and then you try to listen to it in the show. So make a game out of it. It's fun. But I never do drops. On, I no. I'm just naturally there that funny. No, go. you are a drop master, I, but you don't intend to. That's be. right. I'm an unintentional. Sure. But so we were there on Saturday right. for your birthday. Right, and I will say, Moraine State Park, out of the man, the countless three (laughs) courses that I've played for disc golf, it is my favorite one. It's very nice. The one state, Eric. (laughs) By the way, Deer Lakes was up there also. Oh, really? It was like a few behind Moraine, but it was still. So where's number one? Oh, I don't in the remember. world, yeah, not not here. I Dubai, think. yeah, it's probably somewhere. Dubai. I, or, Everything I that's awesome and epic is like, dome. They're like throwing it off the Alps. And <laughs> yeah, stuff. right. Like yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's yeah. It's crazy. 
That's awesome, though. Like, uh, I'm glad that we have such a, a good course that's close by mm-hmm. that we can go to we on the regular. It's, it's very nice. You want me to mention some food? You can do what you want to do. It's your time. You well, got to mention food. Yeah. Well, we I had a, I cooked a good one a couple of days ago, um, brought to you by our friends at Sunbasket. Again. <laughs> but are you ready for this title? <laughs> not a sponsor. Not yet. <laughs> not ever. Wait till, wait till <laughs> hey, they, don't say not ever. Wait they till they hear about, how, about my support. They're going to want to give us well, That's already going to pop up in your phone. Google's listening. <laughs> yeah, right. So this was called Hawaiian Loco Moco with teriyaki chicken and fried eggs. Loco Moco. Loco Moco. It's are like you familiar? No, this was not like a burger. I am wrong. That's something else. I, I'm assuming... Hey, if anybody's listening on Facebook Live and knows what I'm thinking of, what's the burger they call it in Hawaii? Go on. Well, I'm assuming the loco moco because it's obviously not the teriyaki chicken part of the meal and it's not the fried egg. The other portion of the meal was a gravy that you had to make. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a burger, though. It went on chicken? It was... It's a heavy burger that they put like this gravy on it. It's called loco moco. Oh, okay. But you did it with chicken. I guess so, with like teriyaki chicken. It was really good. Hey, chicken looks so. You, you know, I mean, the whole deal with obviously the sunbat is a it's a package thing you get in 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 the mail. But so they already had like the chicken cut up and everything. So you just like toss it in the pan and and then it's got cabbage that you you're you stir frying it with and then you make this gravy and the gravy was chicken broth based and of course they had their gravy seasoning. I don't know what all was in that, but it was. It was good. And then like gluten free for Amy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And by the way, Sunbath, we looked at several different services (laughs) while Uh, other food service baskets. We had fall short in the era of vegan gluten. free. We had trouble finding one that had a a decent amount of variety of like of meals. for For gluten free. Yeah. yeah. And freak Sunbasket fit the bill. So that's why we went with them. Anyway. That's awesome. So that's awesome. Onions, mushrooms in this chicken broth gravy. I love onions and mushrooms, especially if I'm cooking steak. If I can have some sautéed onions and mushrooms, it, like it, like it just. Do you know so when you good. do that not to salt the, the mushrooms too soon? Hey, what's it do? I I didn't know that. Yeah, you don't want to do that. It's bad. All right. Salt at the end. At the end. Don't salt early. All right. I don't know what they had. They're probably salt in the season. I don't. And know. You didn't it, look in the season to see what was the thickening agent. Well. They don't give us all the those details. They just tell us that it's gluten free. <laughs> and then later on, when Amy doesn't get sick, we're like, like "Yes, it was not it gluten was free." Not, <laughs> I mean, it was gluten free. It was, yeah. And then you leave your star review. If Amy does get sick, <laughs> one star. That's right. <laughs> Be careful, Amy's listening. Oh, sh- um, so don't say the other thing you were going to say, Chris. Okay, I'll stop. There. If Sunbasket is listening, Amy <laughs> Frost said. Davidson says. Sunbasket is the best. Ah, she just said that. And she said, they should be a sponsor. Appreciate you, Amy. (laughs) So that's, that was my fun over the last couple days. That's awesome. Well, you know, and I know Jay, we give Chris a hard time of, you know, Sunbasket being the crutches of, of cooking. Sure. But it's, I think it is cool that it, you are really cooking. It's not, you're just heating something up. No, yeah, it's not easy either. Right. Right. I mean, they give you a lot. There's still a lot they of They make it as easy as they can. Right. Because you are really doing some right. like, technical But they're giving you fresh things. veggies yeah. and all that. Like, it's all... It's just they give you the ingredients. Right. Basically. Right. Although you can. You can get... And we have, when we're really busy, like, you can get, like, oven or microwave versions of meals that you just stick in. But no, <laughs> normally not. That's the sound it's, it makes when you stick it in the oven. <laughs> You're the best. You are the best. <laughs> and the worst. Um, 
<laughs> but so my so are you, wait are you i'm good okay so my thing this week is a huge thankful thank you to you guys um so we have a back patio in our backyard we have we have an upper yard and a lower yard in our backyard and um in the in the upper yard we have a patio and um it's not covered and historically we've used a tent um and that hasn't worked out well because <laughs> i poked my eye out and literally scratched the cornea of my eye when i was trying to put the tent down i hate it when that happens <laughs> so um in order to make life easier and not have to take down one of those canopy tents uh you know put it up and put it down every time we want to be out back with with mags and uh stay out of the sun i was trying to think of um not wait economical yeah economical ways of covering a large area in our backyard without having to like put a roof over the patio and what are they what do they call oh, it yeah. that you <laughs> I'm so tired of saying shade sail. <laughs> it's a shade sail, and uh, you can search. You can Google search for that, and uh, we got them from Home Depot. Ordered them from Home Depot, but it's basically like a big canvas. Not even canvas, but it's it's just a big tarp kind of thing with with loops on the end to, to put on hooks, but you guys helped me dig, dig the, the fence posts, um, in, in the backyard. Cause we attached one end to the house and the other end to the fence post. How's your blister? Ooh. I blisters. Okay. But Mags keeps on saying boo boo. Yeah. And then she pokes precious it. girl. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't kiss it. Like this I kiss her boo boos. She just pokes it. I just realized <laughs> daddy jump. <laughs> I just realized who you should try to get for our sponsor. Oh yeah, band aid. No, nope. what did you use in for the uh, to fill the holes? Oh, the holes. Now I'm, oh, I can't remember the name of it. It's mm, that's going to drive me crazy. It's foamy. It is. Th- so it's this. Um, instead of using concrete, um, I decided to use something that's a lot easier to deal with and more expensive, and but not that much more expensive. Uh, yeah, I mean, thirteen bucks a hole. 13 bucks a hole, um, but they claim that it, it replaces two 50-pound bags of concrete, um, and there's it's it's in one bag, but they're separated and sealed in the middle, and then you break it open. Well, in this bag, the, instead of being like a 50-pound bag of cr- concrete, it's like it weighs I mean, it's, it's like two big Ziploc bags tied together yeah, and then you break one end into the other and then mix the concoction together and um open it up real quick pour it in and then it foams expands and you've got basically cement in three minutes it sets in three minutes which was a big it becomes like solid foam yeah like styrofoam almost I oh guess, it's crazy like watching strong. it just you know because you're looking down a 36 inch hole yeah and as you can't see the bottom and all of a sudden you're like it's coming yeah you're it's like coming. oh this didn't it's coming. work yeah oh wait what's happening <laughs> and it really holds it's it's it really holds well um so and set within minutes yeah it was awesome um so thank you to you guys for helping me dig some holes in my backyard good times um and now we have shade and it's been awesome we've been out there with mags um and we've also been out there after mags goes to bed just to relax out back there which is awesome um and for food this week 
Um, I have been enjoying. This is going to sound so dumb. Jeff Platt says Zyka polyurethane. Thanks, buddy. That's either uh, <laughs> Latvian or don't the let, product you're using. Don't let him call you that. <laughs> um, I have been on a peanut kick, um, just like as my snack. Because mm-hmm. um, no I've, I've been eating you know, low carb, and um, it is my go-to snack. Because, you know, people... Makes always, your poop float. It does. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and, and I mean, float. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> um, like people always talk about almonds, and like no, see, right, smoked almonds, fine, but they pack into your teeth so tight. Yeah, nah, and nah, like nah. I like now uh, pistachios, as ooh, Bella likes to say. Ooh, I do like a little higher in the carb though, right? And I, I love just, cashews, but you know, that, ooh, can't do that. I I I was. I want you to know that this almost came out of my mouth and I stopped myself because I'm like, they're going to tell me that he's trying for a drop. But <laughs> no, it's did. true. But peanuts, almonds. I can't even say it now. I can't even say it. You're going to say the mouthfeel of the nut. No, I just, you, I like a variety of nuts. <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> Because you said almonds, no way compared to peanuts. I'm like, but no, sometimes. But yes, sometimes this and sometimes yeah. that. Yeah. And I just, I really prefer the flavor of peanuts versus like pretty much anything else. And, um, uh, dude, a cashew. You can't beat a cashew. Well, right. But I mean, it's a cashew. Right. Like, it's what not, about a macadamia? I mean, yes, but in a cookie. <laughs> you know, like surrounded by dough and sugar. Sure. Um, but I've been, I've just been, eat, that's my go to snack. Sam's? Of like, yeah. The Virginia extra large ones, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's, that's in right. my car right now. Yep, I've been buying the Aldi ones. No offense, Aldi. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they're they're my go-to snack, and I've just been really enjoying it. Um, and yeah, that's it. so for me, I got home Saturday after a nice day of disc golf at Moraine, where I played like crap and got real pissy, and uh, I was eating, and I'm like, oh, I feel like I got. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, I played terrible. I got to get past it. I'm just, I don't like to not. I didn't be... even say you played terrible. You just got busy. <laughs> <laughs> One's then the other. <laughs> I'd have played well. I wouldn't have been as pissy. <laughs> Anyhow. You beat, me, you beat me. I did. So. I'm not even worried about beating anybody else. That's how I play. <laughs> that's right. That's Competitive right. within. That's right. That's right. You play yeah. the course, Eric. Against as yourself. a wise man once told me. Yeah. I think his name was Jay. Um, but even like not in to get into emotional needs too quickly and people have already, Hey, Mike McCoy, how are you, buddy? Um, whoa, Stephanie jalapeno chocolate almonds. Wow. What? That's next level. Do they and sell what's up, those Mike? somewhere or some, you have to make those. Actually, no, she did say first jalapeno. <laughs> and then she corrected herself to jalapeno. Either um, way. I suppose so. I mean, chilies and chocolate, they go together. Oh yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. Point of the story is Joe lost three discs during that round, and I was the one calming him down, and, like, he got in a bad mood. And, like, it's sort of a story of my life. Like, I'm supposed to be angry. I'm Mm. supposed to be like, dude, do you realize that's $45 you just lost? But instead, I'm like, buddy, it's okay. Calm down. It's all right. And meanwhile, I'm playing like crap. I felt so bad inside over that. I should have said something on that day. Really? Yeah. I just, I kept thinking, oh, man, he's losing so many discs. I feel so, this is. To Joe. 
or you felt like you'd say something to me? Um, both, really. Uh, I mean, I know you're the one buying the discs, and yeah, like. But I mean, whatever. We're okay. all like combining money together. Like, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> GoFundMe. Kind of weird this time. There's other things out there. Right, right. So I get home and I'm eating something. And I'm like, ah, oh, it feels like I got something stuck in my teeth because on the way home, I was eating a bunch of peanuts. And you know, you get like a little shrapnel. Yeah. So then I go and I grab some dental floss. I'm a daily flosser, I'm a yep. very diligent flosser. Yep. And, uh, People at home are like, weird flex, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so then you like over floss because you're trying to get it out, even though there's nothing in there, but your teeth hurts. So then the next morning I was like, oh, oh, it's kind of swollen. Do I have something wrong? You know, so I was like, okay. And the next day was Sunday. And so after lunch on Sunday, not in the morning when I woke up, but after I ate lunch, I'm like, oh, something's wrong. Uh-oh. And you're like, what is it? But it's coming and going. So I'm like, well, it's hmm. not in there. You know, and of course I floss again and, you know, you're going crazy and everything else. Anyhow, so apparently I've got a cavity. So oh, I don't oh. know. I'm going tomorrow at 10 a.m. But I oh, called the doctor, know. called the dentist. I mean, and now, like, it, it only started in the last day with the heat and the cold. And I'm fine if I keep Tylenol going. But the minute I stop the Tylenol, it's like, remember me? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's not debilitating, but I wouldn't want it to keep going. But that's for, Yeah, it's but, So it's not that your gums feel swollen. It's the, but it fe- it's the it hot cold. It was a cold. weird feeling Like yeah. at first. It felt like there was something in there, yeah. and that's why it was hurting. But we'll figure it out tomorrow. What dentist do you go to? Uh, Dr. Hobach. Uh, he's down on Long Road. Oh, yeah. It's funny because he said, I was talking to the receptionist, and she said, you know, okay, you have to call us ahead of, when you pull up in the parking lot, please call us. And if you see the person ahead of you leave, you can't come in immediately. We have to spray and wait for the chemicals, even though the CDC said it's probably not transferred on, you know, services. Let's not go backwards. (laughs) She said, blah, blah, blah. And make sure you wear a mask when you come in. And I said, well, that's going to be pretty hard to work on my mouth. (laughs) She said, well, we'll work around it. Oh. So, like, are we going to be, like, pulling the... Th- I mean, come on. I'm a, I'll look at him. I'll be like, bro, it's you. It's me. All right? You're all... I'm sure he's going to be in a... <laughs> open your mouth. I'm a proponent of... I mean, and I... Th- this is science. Oh. The... <laughs> The mask. Wait, is... we have to take a break while we all beat the piss out of uh, Chris. because <laughs> no, he just dropped. Guys, this, science. This is science. Your ma- the mask is either on or off. There's no half on. We'll work around it. Right. You, I'm with you. If you have, if you go into a store, this is just a public service announcement. This is for you. The nose. If the you more go into you know. a store and you have a, a, a mask over your mouth but not your nose. That's like not having a mask on, bro. It's like wearing an indoor, wearing underwear with your. Well, anyhow. <laughs> Point of the story is this: she then asked me a series of questions, health questions, and I said, "Let's just uh, cut this short." No, and she's like, "I have to," and she's like, "Do you have a fever?" No, runny nose. No, and it was literally three minutes long, and then finally she said, "Any autoimmune problems?" And I went. Yes. Oh, I said, I've got Hashimoto's. Can I still get my tooth worked on? She's like, yeah. <laughs> the reason why I asked you, because Scott Family Dental, uh, which is another local dentist around here, somebody backed their car up into the, the their building as in from their parking lot. like On purpose? There. No. Oh. Because they made him wear a mask? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. No. Um, but other than that, you know, that's been going on this week and it's gotten busy. You know, we're sort of opening the church back up and making plans right. and that's exciting. doing work and, you know, people are chomping at the bit, which is nice. Um, 
but still we have to some big meetings before we go on vacation as far as how do we open up what do you do with child care you know you think about it you're supposed to stay six feet apart but that's not including families but then you realize that's not just uh laterally mm. in theory you have to be six feet apart overall yeah vertically so that's pews and all that kind of fun stuff. So we're going to work on that. I'm not even sure if we actually did six feet in every direction that we could fit 25 people in our sanctuary. That'd be an interesting math problem. Ben, yeah, get your get, on get our nerd kids on that. Um, <laughs> they were it was so great. They're working on a history project together, and they're downstairs. I told you this last night, but I'll tell the viewers, and by that I mean the other people at the table. Um. And Ryan McGuire is telling us about the dentist. Can somebody read that while I'm talking? Um, they're doing a uh, bracket of all the presidents for history. And so it's this president versus this president. This president moves I think on. this is such a cool assignment. It's a cool assignment. Um, and so they were finishing it today. But yesterday they had Jimmy Carter versus uh, <laughs> Thomas, Thomas Jefferson. Jefferson. <laughs> and I heard them downstairs. And I went to the top of the stairs. And I said, guys, there is no right and wrong. Jimmy Carter is the wrong answer, <laughs> but uh, surprise, not to say surprisingly, but Reagan won over Teddy Roosevelt. I, I heard about that. Wow. Yeah. Over Teddy. I heard you had a little influence in there. They asked my opinion. Oh, okay. They asked my opinion. Hey, well, I also in, and let them know a little bit more about the cold war because I mm -hmm. am blown away at what people don't 35, know. even 30 years old and under don't know. Yeah. About the Cold War and how yeah. like it was intense. Real it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and all you got to do is show them Red Dawn. And if they think, if they think, if they think <laughs> it's funny, right. if they think it's funny, you're like, shut up. Yeah. Shut up. He's got to drink the deer blood. This almost <laughs> happened. <laughs> right. Uh, but Ryan was saying his, his uh, situation was very similar. Same same procedures. And you just took your mask off in the chair and had to like put it back on. Because there's no disease in the chair. Disease free zone. Uh, okay. So they have like, all right, good. Right. But he's, signs, or, but he's down disease, in Orlando, and they know what's up. Disease, you I think he's in Orlando. Come around this area. They know what's up down there. Disease-free zone. So, DeSantis makes sure there's no COVID. <laughs> right on air. Food-wise, the other night I did something pretty random, and it was kind of fun. I've been making cauliflower rice, and my goal is to make it not taste like cauliflower. Mm -hmm. So I've been charring it. I've been putting a little bit of soy. Though the one week I put a little Worcestershire, and just really, you know, a little bit of uh, an onion starter to it. And this time I'm like, and one other time I made cauliflower fried rice and it tastes like cauliflower mm. so i sort of combined my methods and i made it in my gigantic cast iron skillet because i it was, a, it was a head and a half of cauliflower because my mom gave me half of a head and whatever how do you cut it up uh, i cut it and i put it in the food processor food pulse processor it. all right pulse it yep. if anything i make it a little too big like i'll i'll under pulse it okay but i sort of and then i had some leftover banana peppers i'm like that doesn't go in a in a stir fry. I do love some banana pepper. Well, well, why not? Yeah. And so I threw those in there and I took two eggs and I put one and I moved it out and put it in the middle to get the, the clumpies. But then I drew, I put the, the rest of the egg wash over all of it, which sort of coats it Ooh, and gives yeah. it that little bit of yeah. binding, kind of yeah. makes it sticky. And then I made a typical stir fry sauce, you know, with the oyster sauce and the soy sauce, a little bit of rice wine vinegar and whatnot. Um, this is like exactly what I did with that Hawaiian <laughs> garlic and ginger. <laughs> and anyhow, it, it's all right. It's good. It's not It's not the best thing I've ever made, but it's like, I was happy with it. It's what I wanted. It's like a fusion because banana peppers, you can, you could do like chili peppers. Sure. 
but I diced them up real small just for a heat factor and to use them up. I kind of actually like the the idea of cauliflower rice better than regular rice. I've never been like a oh, rice great guy. In theory. Well, and I, the thing hard. is, I do it now. Like you can try it. You know, I'll bring some over or whatever. Like I think I, I gave it to Tyler, and he's like, "Doesn't taste like cauliflower." Oh, nice. Um, you got to char it a lot. Like I leave it on the cast iron, okay, and press it down and just let it get a browning, and it's. Not that there's anything wrong with cauliflower, but sometimes you don't I want, want the cauliflower to taste like cauliflower. Yeah, right. When when you, you you want to taste like rice if it's supposed to be rice. Yeah, or at least less cauliflower y. I would love a good mac and cheese substitute made with cauliflower, because I've seen like recipes that use cauliflower instead of a noodle. Huh. But what's hard is like getting the cheese right so it's like creamy and still being low carb. That's, well, that's a function of your bechamel. And if you're making it gluten free, you, you gotta know, you're go. Be, your bechamel, Chris. Bechamel is a is your flour butter exactly sauce. That's, that's what used I'm talking for the about. base in a cheese sauce. Right. Don't have that. You could use an almond flour, but I don't know. I tried to make a bechamel with a with a gluten free flour, and I was like, tastes like flour. <laughs> <laughs> but I never have flour anymore, so maybe it tasted normal to everybody else. Sure, but I couldn't do it. Mm. You want good a roux? It's basically a roux. With adding some yeah. milk. Right, right. You want good gluten-free flour, we need to go to our, our next new sponsor. Bob's. Universal Pizza and get some of their gluten-free oh, oh, my goodness. Some of their gluten I do got to pick some of that up before we go on vacation. Um, good call. Yes. Um, and speaking of vacation, we have to drive through Philadelphia, where my nephew is now stationed at a college mm-hmm. yeah. in the Army Reserves. Right. Uh, because of the riots, which in the business we call a transition. You know, we have been talking the last two weeks about the virus, and that was the worst thing in the world. Yep. And 220, 2020 said, hold my beer. <laughs> um, we, we've, we've got something else for you here, uh, everybody. Today I saw a tweet. Did we skip the murder hornets? I feel like we skipped the murder <laughs> hornets. It's pretty good. Pretty good one. Um, yeah. And somebody else said, uh, are we already on to riots? Because I still have my COVID-19 decorations up. <laughs> that one's a little less sensitive. <laughs> Um, uh, still funny though. True. It occurred to me though. Um, the other day, Joe, my boy was not having fun with school like he was with Ben in history. And the last 10 days or so, I would say he has just struggled. Now he's got a 4.208. He reminded me the other day, 4.208, not just 4.2. So he's doing well. Struggling is relative. Sure. But emo- well, emotionally struggling. That's a great point, Chris. He's really emotionally struggling with it. And certain teachers not getting back to him. You know, he'll email a teacher twice. No response. And this assignment's a little Such bit Such a vague. good boy. He's a good boy. <laughs> and uh, this assignment's a little bit vague. And I was talking to my sister Kathy and my sister Mary Lynn about it. And I said, you know, the thing is, here is this virus that is thrust upon and just, you know, we don't, we don't talk to our kids enough. We don't talk and say, really, what's your story and how do you feel about this? Mm. And even me, the great emotional needs responder and everything else. I mean, we talked, you know, we had some, you know, the, if you remember the survival thing we did with them, the creative writing assignment, whatnot, that became too real. Um, <laughs> but here he is, you know, dealing with your school year's taken from you. Your volleyball season's taken from you. Your comfortable learning experience has been taken from you. And what mm. can you do about it? You can't do anything about it. And so now, oh my goodness, there's riots and there's riots and there's looting and there's violence and there's just complete uproar and it's all over again. Now here's another thing mm-hmm. that has completely changed your world because every kid's world has a component of social media. You know, for Joe's life outside of social media hadn't really changed. 
but yet here it is it's changed because of social media he sees what's going on he's got friends we talk about things yeah okay what can he do about it nothing okay now at least he has school oh wait and now that's difficult and it's funny because all the emotion goes into the school for him it's the most tangible it's something he can control a little bit right and so now when he can't control all of it it's even worse and that's one of the things I want to talk about tonight is how we deal with the overwhelming nature of the powerlessness we have over situations like this and to make sure that we're not hyper focusing all that lack of control, you know, for those who have high needs of security, um, high needs for respect. You can't do anything about a virus. You can't do anything about it. I mean, you can go protest, I guess as long as they protest and it doesn't turn into violence, right. which doesn't represent you unless you're them, in which case you probably not listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, but true. we have so little lack of control. We want to make sure that those emotions about those things that are overwhelming, follow me on this. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that our emotions that we, that are overwhelming in those situations don't get into areas of our life that are whelming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where we either hyper focus or we hyper control or we get extra angry that our hurts don't get hyper focused to a specific area that doesn't warrant it. Does that make sense? And I think that it goes to the category of being aware of what our emotions are in these times and not just shutting down because that still leaks out. Right. How have you guys dealt with, First, the virus. We've talked about that the last couple of weeks, but now you add on to this. How has that impacted you? And have you been aware of how you feel about things? I'll take a shot at this first. Sure. I um, <clears throat> I, I do not tend to have a high need for security. So r- regarding COVID, like I, 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 I never felt or have not felt that it's affecting me so strongly like it, it always feels like it's 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 somewhere else somebody else's problem. yeah somebody else's problem not that i'm you know i'm trying to be conscientious and follow the rules but i've never felt worried about it right um i've never really felt emotional about it like i'm like okay well disease is a disease we'll do what we can and we and we move we move on we move forward sure with um the, the George Floyd situation and the protests and the riots and everything. Now, this has affected me way more. Mm. Like, I am very emotional about it. I get so heated when I think about, um, like, <laughs> all the levels of tragedy. Um, <laughs> George Floyd's death itself, but, all, you know, and, and, and the people who are heartbroken for that. And, the, and, and so therefore they're, you know, the people are protesting and, and, and trying to, to change things for the better peaceful protesting. I'm talking. Yeah. Yep. And my heart goes out to them as well. But then the, the riots, um, the violence, uh, it, it, it turns into something and, and Jay, you said it so well on Sunday and I don't want to steal, steal your, all your thunder no, on, go. on that. But like you, you were talking about how they're really, you know, there's so many things to divide us and um, there's really only two sides. There's good and there's evil. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you are acting in, in, in violence and hurting somebody else or, or, you know, defacing public property or, you know, a, a, 
attacking a police officer or a police officer attacking a civilian mm-hmm. or you know whatever it is those are all acts of evil mm-hmm. in some at some level right. you know it might just start as anger or it might or it might just be frustration but it builds and builds to the point where they're acting out in an evil way yeah and i just i just have a hard time I guess digesting or not digesting is the wrong word, but just coming to grips with yes, and just like figuring where it all out in my that? brain and yes, how do I deal with that? And it's not it's not here and now, but I almost feel like what well, this is something you know COVID. I just was supposed to like you know be careful with, but this is something I feel like oh, man, should I be doing something? Should I be should I be protesting? Should I be going somewhere, talking to somebody, like doing doing something? But I don't know what, and it's you know. So then I just sort of like sit in my frustration right mm. anything to add or your own experience yeah so i i think i join chris a lot in in the same like the whole covid thing like and that sense like sense of security like i'm not scared you know it wasn't you know from all the from all the information that i was reading and and looking at and analyzing on both sides like i was like i'm gonna be fine and if I'm not, then I'm not like, you know, it was one of those things right. where like, if this is but how I go, this is how I go. But you're doing what you could do. But I'm doing right. I'm going to. And that's yeah. the, 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 like, that's kind of my thing is like, it's my individual freedom to protect me and my family the way I see how I should. I collect all the information and I make my own decision and, and that's how I move forward. And I really wasn't afraid of that. And I join you, Chris, in. I have a hard time right now with the way our 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 country is in a in this climate and i read you know friends posting things on facebook on both sides you know i see news put news outlets putting things you know both sides and and jay you talk about this a lot where and this is this is what i feel a lot of it comes down to is Nobody is seeking understanding. Mm. Nobody is listening to each other, like truly listening to each other. We're just out there trying to get our points across, trying to get our points across to the other aisle, you know, whatever aisle you're on or whatever side you're on. We're angry and we're just right. acting. You know, you yeah. know, we're Black Lives Matter. We're Blue Lives Matter. We're All Lives Matter. We're this, we're that, we're, th- you know, and nobody's, nobody's really listening and nobody's really trying to seek understanding. And for me and my emotional needs, it comes to the sense of belonging or I always call it belonging because, that's, that's but it's, it. but what's the, what's it really called? Well, it's actually called acceptance, acceptance. But, that, but that's the problem. That's not, it's not accurate. No, I'm sorry. It's, yeah. It's acceptance, but it's not acceptance. Right. But it's belonging and I want everybody to be okay. Like approval, I'm, not I'm, acceptance. Approval. approval. Yeah. Acceptance is acceptance. Right. Loving me even though I screwed up. Right. Approval is more belonging or blessing, being a part of something. Right. And I think, you know, if we if we listen to each other more and we sought understanding mm-hmm. in a lot more circumstances that we're in, um, especially right now, I feel like things would be better off. Um and I just, I want people to be okay. I want people to seek understanding because there's justification for a lot of different individual situations that people are in. You know, there's civilians that have died. There's been cops that have died. 
you know, all those situations are individual. There's been um, African-American businesses that have been destroyed. And, you know, there's all these things that are happening and nobody is really taking a rash. I don't at least I feel like, you know, watching the media because that's what's coming out. No, no media is really rational in in any sense. In my no, opinion. Well, certainly not media. Right. But I guess my question to follow up is and how has it affected you in the other things of life? Have you noticed it leaking into other parts of your life? Yes. So it's just like it's gotten me down and then I kind of, you know, take that and try to do something else. Maggie, I, why do you go through three diapers in 10 minutes? I don't <laughs> understand it. <laughs> no, I go things to I could dig three fence hole posts in the backyard and I could do this and I could improve this in our house or I could do, you know, I could do this right. project or that project. And I, you know, I could do this for work and like I just go into this mode of like avoiding, you know, I could, you know, and kind of not watching it and just kind of going further into my world than, than anything else. Our man, Mark just slid into the table, slid up to the table. Uh, Mark said, honestly, I think everyone is tired. Everyone is exhausted. And that's the reason why people aren't listening to one another. Mm. A lot of people aren't getting their needs met. Mm. Um, and Mark, thank you for sharing that. Um, I don't disagree. No, no. And, and a lot of it is because, you know, we talked earlier about nine 11 and that's as, as significant of a life event as any of us have had. Yeah. I would say that's fair. Oh, very true. I mean, okay. Gulf war, whatever. OJ. Sure. You know, um, that's the list, (laughs) you know, I guess the pandemic that's up there now now but we're still in it like sure, we're right. still like you know we're not out are, right. we? Refle- are, we? are we are we are we i thought i thought it was deemed over because <laughs> anyhow wait but reflecting back sure, on sure. 9 11 yep, yep. like that's to, just to your point like i think any of us of an adult age now look back and we say okay there's before 9 11 and there's after 9 11 right like it was this decide like this yep this moment that right. just splits our Absolutely. our reality and to that end after 9-11, in the weeks and the months after, we were one country. Yep. And the world was on our side, and we were on the world side, except for a few countries. Right. And we ain't going there right now. Nope. The point of the story was, boy, Republican, Democrat, white, black, everybody, we're all one. Oh. Well, we're not anymore. Right. And it so didn't for, last. It did not take. And so, you know, in this specific circumstance for my friends brothers and sisters in Christ who are uh, people of color I can't imagine going through this period saying everybody cares dot 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 now everybody is worried and wants change now Mm. and what has grieved me and leaked into my world a little bit and Mark good words tired, um, mm. yep. you know, is the amount and Chris, you touched on it, the division and the hurt mm-hmm. and where people that I know are 95% aligned in both thought patterns, policies, faith, everything else are warring with each other on social media. And I'm like, and it goes back to how we've set up the, the constitution at our church. And this, for those of you who are not church people, just follow me for a minute. 
one of the things I've always said is we're not going to argue about theology. If we can argue for five minutes about a theological argument, we're not going to. Because the guy who lives three doors up just wants to know, does anybody love me? Mm-hmm. And so people online back and forth and that I think would be very close friends if they knew each other or they do know each other and should be. Yeah. They're divided over minuscule things. And I'm not saying racism is minuscule. I'm saying they're arguing about a minuscule component within right. that. Right. And everybody is frustrated with the fact that they can't fix it. You mm. can't you can't fix it. Right. You know, some people will say, okay, you want to protest, but what's your end goal? No deaths by police? That's that's not a function of the job. Is it a percentage? Is it and and I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is it's unfixable. It's it's a condition that is never going away. Can we do better? Yes. Can we do better reviews? Yes. Can we make sure the police are held more accountable? Yes. Can we make sure that riots don't or that protests don't turn into riots? Maybe. <laughs> Hopefully. Someday. Maybe. And so my encouragement for everybody, especially with your own emotions, is so that we don't wallow in hopelessness of we can't fix this. Certainly can't fix the virus. Can't fix whether you're on team I'm afraid of the virus or team I'm afraid of the government. You can't fix either. Right. Sorry. Vote all you want. You ain't fixing it. Okay, now we have we have uh cops who are uh who can murder. I'll leave it at that. We have protesters who can turn into or be affected by or hijacked by terrorists who then make it a violent um, riot looters Mm -hmm. and then also violence on shop owners and people trying to protect guess what we can't fix that you can do your best you can you can do whatever you want you can't fix that and that leaves that hopelessness and that and that sense of powerlessness and so my encouragement is if we cannot fix the macro then you better it's the biblical word damn well focus on the micro be the best person you can be have the conversation you can be. Don't post about it. Don't post about it. I, I, I'm so sick of that. I'm sorry. That's just me now leaking out. Yeah. I'm so sick of you making your statement against racism. Okay, I'll make mine. I don't think being a racist is good. Is everybody happy now? Do you see? Sydney came up with his today. Sydney Crosby finally made a statement. Because everybody was angry that he hadn't. Uh, oh, good. Right. Wow. So, so he made one. Well, and it's like he's, one on, of the, he's on team against racism. If anybody's worried, oh, good. But I, I want to get away from the sarcasm. <laughs> I got to get away from the sarcasm. Yeah, and stick with this. I can go and shop at Aldi, and I can look at the white guy. I can look at the black guy. And I can say, "Hey, you good? Are you good?" And talk and for a minute. Everybody, not it's my it's my new thing. Is you good? I'll say it to people, and they're like, "Yeah, what's up?" I'm like, "I'm good." And we just move on. And mm. I'm engaging, and I'm talking, and I'm, you know, encouraging. That's all I can do. I can sit down and talk with Joe and say, look, here's how things are because he's, he's sort of one way. And then Bella, who's got her head into TikTok, you know, and Instagram may shock you, but she's a little more the way that the pop culture world goes. Mm-hmm. And I can say, okay, you're right, but we got to look at it this way too. Right. And I can say, so you seek know, understanding. That's like, that's what I was saying. Like, right. Yeah. Because no matter what, whether you're a cop who kneels on a guy's neck for nine minutes, whether you are, somebody who lights a police car on fire, whether you're somebody who looks at a female shop owner, hits her with a two by four, Mm. all those things. The question is why there's a reason why you did it. It breaks my heart for why they did. Yeah. 
And so I'm going to make sure that nobody I come in contact with is left that hurt. And if we all did that, we're going to be a little bit better off. Well, and, you know, to your point this past Sunday, Jay, and, you know, what you were saying, Chris, about it's good and it's evil. You know, you were saying, Jay, every act of violence is a result of a missed opportunity to love somebody. Mm. And I just thought that was like, man, that is a great quote. And it was preceded by. And I don't mean immediately, just so that everybody's confused. Because somebody retweeted me and said, you make it sound like a, a physics problem. And I was like, you have two followers. <laughs> they, did. They, made, they made fun of my statement. Um, but no, I just thought it was a great statement because it's true. Like, your hurt comes from somewhere. And however you react to that hurt later on is because of that original, that original hurt, you know, right. where it stems from. And you can't change today, but hopefully you can impact tomorrow. Right. And on that note, yeah, I was just I was just thinking about kids and how you know past hurts when well, when we were all kids they they can bleed into adulthood and and cause our reaction actions and reactions to whatever situation we're in and maybe that's you know I'm not not you know cutting new stone here when I say like that you know maybe we're just better parents like if everybody just uh, sure. If we if we could just and I'm not I'm not mean I'm criticizing parenting. I'm saying Sure you are. You should. <laughs> no, I was gonna say you of, should. A lot of There's a lot are. of bad parents out but, there. But but my point is like, man, we can just can we just put our hearts into this that like the next generation and maybe mm. that generation will do a little bit better than, than we did at, at all these tensions and and things that you know, these uh, riots and things that erupt. Maybe it won't happen as much in 10, 20 years. And then maybe 20 years after that, it won't happen as much. I, I don't know. Right. There's got to be some, I like to have some tangible like, oh, well, maybe if we do this, then that, you know, there's a little bit of a goal that maybe is reachable. I don't know. Yeah. I would encourage you to have, as for parents out there, not a parenting podcast, but um, <laughs> to have these conversations with your kids because they're being filled with a lot of stuff. Um and it and it's okay to just sit and let them talk. Let them tell their story. Um, let them share their experiences before you tell them yours. And join them wherever they are. They might be scared. You know, there's there's a lot going on out there. And you think about how many hours a day do you spend talking to your kids? Okay, but they spend at least three hours a day on their phones. Yeah. So when I said how many hours a day do you spend your kids? And you're like, point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Well, so we've got to fill them. Um, They've got to have the opportunity to tell their story, and you've got to join them in it and direct them the right way. I do want to say, so Jeff Platt sitting at the table tonight um, talking and referencing all the stuff that we were talking about before. He pulled um, his whole 18-wheeler up to the table. <laughs> yeah, he did. Watch the Jake like a there, man, uh, Jeff. Um, he said, it makes me want to turn off all media, bury my head within my shell, because I know there is no easy fix. I just want to hide. And... I feel like I, I can relate to that. Jeff. Natural reaction. Like, yeah, it's a natural yeah. reaction because like there's no easy fix, you know, like it's, it's hard. It's, it's like whatever you like, how, whichever angle you look at it, it's not, you know, are we going to force all the Sidney Crosby's to make their social media posts and then everything is all flowers and rainbows, you know, like that's not the, that's not the solve, you know, we can, we can post, you know, all all we want on social media, um, but that's not that's not the solve. You know, saying you're 
you're not racist isn't solving a problem all the actual solves of of this take actual work you know and effort and i feel like and probably time and time right that's a that's a great point and you know seeking understanding takes work it takes work for you you know and i'll say it takes work for me to shut my mouth and listen to another perspective just as much as that other perspective takes for them to shut their mouth and listen to my perspective and 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 that's harder than just just shouting and talking and not you know not paying attention to either side i agree um and i i feel bad also for for jeff because he's like i said a trucker and i can't imagine what you know where he is and he goes from city to city and truckers are some you know i've seen one that they took over his yeah. truck yeah yeah so be careful out there jeff um scary it is scary and you know you transition from one city to another you go from the city to the suburbs to the country um and sometimes we have to transition from very heavy topics and transitioned into times when we want people to do better and so sometimes we have transitions sometimes we do not this one is a do better Pennsylvania woman allegedly kept grandma corpse. Oh gosh! In a freezer? No. Well, for fifteen. Well, you better freezer than the other. Yeah, oven. better. <laughs> for fifteen years. Fifteen. And collected social security security checks. Wow. Uh, the grandmother. That's next level. Lenora Reckford Delahaye died in March of 2004 in Ardmore, about 10 miles northwest of Philadelphia. (laughs) (laughs) She was 97, so there wasn't a lot to freeze at that point. (laughs) Just saying. Too soon. Couldn't have been that big. Delahaye's 61 Oldest woman in the world, and they try to go to find her. Yeah. (laughs) 61-year-old granddaughter, Cynthia Carolyn Black, allegedly told police she kept her grandmother's corpse because the family needed the money from her Social Security checks. And again, imagine being that poor for money. I was going to say, that right. desperate break for this money. one that's down de- for that's me. That's desperation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so you're like, let's just put her in the freezer because she's already dead. Oh, What's yeah. the difference? Can you imagine? I don't care. I don't, wait, hold on. I was like a standalone freezer or whatever. Like, was it in the basement? So you can kind of forget. Um, wow. She was she was arrested, taken into custody at the York County Judicial Center. The but Philadelphia Inquirer reported. But she didn't kill her. No, she is charged with. Uh, I was going to say, what's the abuse charge? of a corpse? Okay, uh, theft by unlawful taking and receiving stolen property. Theft by unlawful taking. Well, I, you better do theft by taking, <laughs> lawful taking. Um, and I like to do a thing. <gasps> this is a game for anybody that, that uses apps, news apps, and you see the headline. And then they show the picture of the person and like you play the game of does the person match the crime? Yes. She matches. Ah, yeah. We'll post that uh, article in our show notes. Yeah, do better. Sorry. Um, Makes me sad. I don't have a do better, but I did want to share. Well, this might be a do better for some people, but I wanted to share Brian's can't do better. That he sent. Yeah. Is that okay? Oh, yeah. Go for it. All right. Um. So, sorry, vegans. This might be a do better for you. But Ooh, but- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like this one. I didn't read the whole thing, though. Butcher in upstate New York installs 24-hour meat vending machine. Says customer response is unbelievable. Wait. Now, why is this a do better? No, this is a can't do better. Oh, good. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, Vegans would say it's a can't do better. So meet <laughs> the un the meet the twenty four hour meat machine. <laughs> See what he did. <laughs> the owner of a butcher shop and restaurant in Rochester, New York, told Fox News that his meaty new vending machine is a hit with customers. Are who, we drinking on every pun? <laughs> who, can, who can purchase their steaks and chops with minimal person-to-person contact in a sectioned-off vestibule at the front of his shop. The response has been unbelievable, said Kevin McCann, the owner and head butcher at McCann's Local Meats. And we need more local butchers. My They're man. all gone in Pittsburgh. Right. Mm. On Saturday, I was cutting and restocking the machine four or five times. So we'll post the article. You can read more into it. But I just thought that was, that's a really creative way to get through this time for him and, and to sustain his business and stay busy and, and I wonder keep if that's the sales like, up. He said it's in the shop, though. It's in, it's it's in like the vestibule. Right, right like in, by his front okay, door. So like, does yeah. that not count against his number of people that are allowed in? Right. So you can just run up and be like, shwing, shwing. Right. What was that? Shwing, shwing, T-bone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I saw the picture and, and read a bit of that. Uh, as well, and it looked ingenious. Like, what a way to ensure it's like the cafeteria like, at the uh, at the hospital. You know, it's like the key lime pie. Oh apple. yeah, yeah, because it's like on a, like a carousel. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's each <laughs> level is a, its own carousel, and you can like dial the carousel right. in and order what you want. But, open yeah, it up. and but this perfect. is a legit like machine. I'm sure he had them like shrink wrapped or whatever. It was sure, a, and it's a refrigerator. It. Yeah, <laughs> just sitting there on the hook like a candy machine. <laughs> but how easy is that for customers to come up and get fresh? Butchered, like freshly yeah. butchered meat. It's awesome. And he just. Oh, totally do that. Yeah, it was. Can't I'm, do, like, but what an idea. I'm like, why doesn't this already exist? Like, I would why totally. Why is that not a thing? Right. Exactly. Can't do better. I actually have two can't do betters. I'll pick one. First one. Well, real- and I feel like. So before you go into that, I, <laughs> okay. I, I was just going to say, I feel like this needs to be a can't do better week. You know what sure. I mean? Like, oh, we, all right. I take mine back. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, more, I mean, more can't do betters than do betters. Sure, sure. Normally we do more do betters. My first one's just an honorable mention real quick. That's fine. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to give a shout out to protesters out there, peaceful protesters who were doing things to actually stand up to rioters. For example, Ah, the headline is protesters form human chain around a New York City Target store to prevent looting. Oh, right. Or the one policeman that got away from the group and then a bunch of people did it, made a human chain around him. Yeah, to protect him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's like 170 Target stores that had to like shut down. That's crazy. That is crazy. Hey, don't call your store Target. That's actually what some people have said. <laughs> no, that's wow. not a drop. That's not a drop. Don't even don't time check. I'm time checking that. No, one. because that people have said that, and I'm like, oh, you're funny. Guess what? Uh, it's not funny if you're a shareholder or if you work there or the girl at the checkout that said they were going to have a protest in Monroeville, and she's like, so I'm kind of worried what's going to happen. So it's I not went the to the subject golfing. matter. It's the way you said it's the it. delivery. <laughs> so my real can't do better. Forget um, those people that were saving lives. No. <laughs> no, that really is a can't do better. But Jay wouldn't let me have to, so I had to call that one an honorable mention. Um, so my my legit can't do better actually has to do with our our buddy Brian. Um, who, what do we have, Brian? Read it. Yeah, you may oh. yeah, you may have noticed we didn't mention it uh, we did earlier in the show, but Brian is missing. He was on the road this week, uh, which he often does for work, and um, this time he was down in Richmond, Virginia, and he is an emotional guy. Love him for that. And he was definitely burdened by all of the... Um, Everything. All, yeah, all the things <laughs> happening. All, yeah. He was... All the things. Yeah. 
and he happened to be, of course, he was, you know, was traveling alone for business, so he was eating alone at a restaurant. Um, apparently, Richmond restaurants have outdoor seating available. Which no, I hate. Was, uh, I think he was inside. I think he was inside. I think oh. wherever he was, I think. Uh, I, I it might have been. It looked I think inside. It, it looked to me. inside. But okay. I think, but he was probably spaced apart. Right, right, right. But like, I hate eating alone at a restaurant. It is so awkward. weird to yeah. me. Yeah. No problems. You like <laughs> it? I'm a man. No problems. Nice. See, I'd rather grab someone than just bring it home. And then eat alone. I thought you home. said I'd rather grab someone. <laughs> it comes, he come eat with me. <laughs> well, Brian, sitting eating alone and pondering the universe, was so overcome with emotion that this is what he decided to do. And I love this. I. I love this about you, Brian, is that you are a, a man of action. Um, he was looking around at the, um, the, you know, different people in, in the restaurant. Um, and he said there were about 25 people there, uh, black, Hispanic, white people, um, just you know, of all ages. And he thought about it for a while and then finally decided, I'm going to stand up and say something. He did something first. Oh, what do you do first? He bought a round of drinks. No, I think that was after this. Either way. <laughs> oh, okay. That comes later. Okay, but anyway, so he said, he stood up and just said, Hi, I'm Brian. I'm from Pittsburgh. This is the first time I've been to a restaurant since mid-March. We've been through a lot, haven't we? It's so good to see your faces. In Pittsburgh, we have to wear masks everywhere, and we don't have restaurants open yet. I also know that right now there's a lot of injustice we're all angry as hell, but I wanted to buy you all a drink because I think we have so much more in common than we do that divides us. I'm not doing this for me. I want to do this because I generally want us to take this moment and join each other. And of course, obviously, he he bought a, uh, a round of drinks for, for everyone and, and just, you know, just a, an act of of love and 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 connection for, I, I think, everyone in that restaurant to just hear somebody yeah. say... Hey, I'm so glad we're together. Let's just take a moment and be together. Like how that's just I mean, he was he was living it. I I I really feel what what he was feeling and I'm glad that he was able to do that. And I join you in the in the fact that Brian's the person that can do that because there's times where I'm like, oh, I should say something. Right. And then there's a and lot that goes outside in my right. life. Right. And don't we all kind of do that? Like, ah, maybe yeah. I should have oh too late. Yeah. Right. You know, and he sees the moment, which yeah. I respect him for. Absolutely. And the one woman that said, the one girl said, can she share him? And oh, yeah. She took a picture of him and, and put <laughs> oh, it on social yeah, media. Took a selfie and, yeah. It apparently did not go as viren, vi- uh, violent, <laughs> as viral as we had hoped. Glad it didn't go violent. Shut up! No, that would be terrible. <laughs> but. Yeah. But can't do better, Brian. Yeah, man. Kudos. And, can't uh, do better than that. Yeah. And uh, with that, that's the way we love to end the show is on a can't do better. And um, we will be back next week, also sans Brian, because Brian will be going away again. Maybe Shipping in Boston. Off to Boston. Yeah, maybe we'll have another encounter in Boston that we'll be able to talk about. Nice. Maybe it'll be a do better. Maybe it'll be a do better this time. No. <laughs> um, but yes, we miss Brian. Can't wait till he's back. And then after that, we will be going on vacation. So we'll be taking the week off. I can't wait. Um, Not to take the week off of podcast. No, I love doing the podcast, but we don't have all of this. Uh, you can't wait going. to go on vacation. Can't wait to go on vacation. 
But um, we appreciate you sitting down at the table with us. I very much appreciate all the people that engaged tonight on Facebook Live and joined us at the table in the conversation. Um, we love reading your comments and also replying to them live on the show. It, it makes the show that much better. Um, but you can email us, which you can find at lunchtimeinrome.com. Um, and again, we have the relational needs questionnaire that you can fill out and find more out. You can find more thing. I'm going to, gosh, I just ruined it. Um, you can find more about you and the way you are and why the way you are with our relational needs questionnaire. Um, and, and we encourage you to take that and, uh, we're also going to be having guests. We've already had guests on the show, but if you want to be on the show, um, it, I would encourage you to take that relational needs questionnaire because that is the first step. Um, with all that being said, um, can't wait to meet you guys again at the table next week. Um, with that, I will say see you next week. See you later. Loco moco. Bye. Let's get a loosey-goosey just stick in. Makes your poop float. It does. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, and I mean float. You're going to say the mouthfeel of the nut. Open your mouth. Swing, swing, T-bone. Hey, come, come eat with me. <laughs>